Welcome to Brick by Brick. This podcast is all about leading yourself past any fears, past any obstacles, any failures to realize what you want for yourself in this life. This is the Brick by Brick podcast. I am extremely fired up for today's episode. I am sitting down with someone that I greatly admire and have known now for five years. I first met Kent Weed when I was a nervous host sitting in a waiting room about to go in to potentially host with NBC American Ninja Warrior. And Kent Weed is a creator, executive producer of NBC Emmy-nominated American Ninja Warrior, as well as Hell's Kitchen. He now has started an incredible organization called Live Your Purpose, which encourages people to overcome their obstacles and live a life driven by their purpose. Just an amazing guy. And it's really cool to hear someone who's so successful open up like he did in our podcast episode about some really tough moments. So often in life, we shine a light on these highlight real moments, and it's so inspiring to hear someone that's reached the level of success that Kent Weed has open up so honestly about some really dark and tough and vulnerable moments in his life and how he's used it to grow. Because that's what this podcast is all about. It's how we can grow, how we can overcome our obstacles, our challenges, our feels, everything standing in the way of what you want for yourself and this life. And that's what we get into today on the episode. So fired up. Thanks for being here on the Brick by Brick podcast. Let's hop in with Kent Weed. Awesome. Well, Kent Weed, thank you so much for being with us today. I so appreciate it. Uh, Kent's background, co-founder of A. Smith & Co., co-creator and executive producer and we nominated American Ninja Warrior, Hell's Kitchen, so many others, and now the founder of Live Your Purpose, which helps people overcome obstacles through love in order to discover prosperity and find your purpose in life. That's Ken, it. Thank you so much for being here. You bet. Thank you, Alex. That's a very nice intro, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It's been, um, you know, it's been just so fun getting to know you more and know more of just who you are as, as a person. Um, because in business and in life, you've had so many incredible successes and that is something that I respect and so many people respect, but it's been really incredible to just see who you are as a person, uh, with everyone around you too. So yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I, uh, so I have a lot of questions here, but how I like to just start and hop in is basically, have you ever failed at something? <laughs> well, I don't think anybody ever becomes successful without going through failure. Um, I really believe that is the, uh, the precursor to success. And it's been noted by many, many famous people. And some of the most famous people you know, that have ever existed have failed multiple, multiple times before they succeeded. So I'm, I'm not without failure by, by any sense of the imagination. Um, and I've, I had to overcome many obstacles in my life as well. So... It's funny, people look at successful people and they see them as like going on a straight path to success and that's how they observe people from the outside. And 
really the journey is more like this. It's it's fraught with turns and back going up and down and backward. It's it, and all those little curves are, are the are the points that you failed and, or fell backward on your way. And so I, you know, whether it be adversity through my childhood and and a kind of a broken home, to you know. Uh, dealing with, you know, drugs in my 20s to, you know, finding, you know, addiction problems to, you know, losing friends and family. Um, and, you know, there, we, all, we all face these obstacles in our lives. And, but I don't think people in general think that successful people do um, because those aren't the things that are talked about. What's talked about is, you know, all the successful things like you did in the intro. And, and, but it's, it's a long path to get there. So... Without going into too much detail, I have faced my fair share of adversity and, and failures. Well, we may hop into uh, a little bit of detail around them. It's, uh, and why do you think that is? You know, you said something which is so profound and so true. Why do you think that is that we only shine a light on those, those really big peaks and those, those highs, but not necessarily those lows that bring us there? I think it's partially because everybody loves a winner. And, and they want to aspire to be a winner, too. And so that's why we highlight the successes when we talk about people. And what we don't talk about is, which I think is more important, is what we had to do to get to, the, to be successful and how we had to be resilient in times when it was difficult and, to, and, and struggle through times when it was, was hard and, and overcome those, those times. So, but people want to be a winner. People want to see successful people. They, want to, they, they admire them. They, they want to aspire to be like them. And so labeling the people with just those successes is part of the reason why they're, you know, perceived that way. Uh, but I think what happens is more and more people share their stories of how they became successful. And then we realize that we're all the same, that we all go through the same problems and we have the same obstacles in our life. Some, you know, vary. Some are harder than others. Uh, but, but nobody gets there, you know, without, you know, unscathed, as it were. And, uh, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think we can celebrate success more and why we really appreciate it and is because it, we do, we know how hard the road was to get there. It's so true. It's so true. And if there is, I love how you said unscathed, uh, that's, that's totally it. Is there, you know, one moment in one of these twists and turns or spirals or quote unquote failures or obstacles but a, a learning moment from one of those that now you, you carry with you as you face new challenges or obstacles or failures. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say that, you know, the biggest growth seems to happen in your darkest days. And, and when you, you feel like you can't go on, you feel like it's, what you're doing is, is useless and it, no matter what you do, nothing works. And those are the times when the, mo when the most growth happens and when you really have to rely on your inner self, your soul, your heart, and, and what you really truly believe about yourself. And I think when everybody looks inside and they see their real selves, they see that they are all, you know, successful people, potentially successful people, but you have to dig deep and, and to not give up, ever, never give up. You've just got to keep trying to I mean, you know, who, you know, the, the, there's so many people that, you know, talk about it. And Kobe Bryant just passed away this year. And, and he worked harder than anybody. And, it, you know, he's got a great story about, you know, going to the gym late at night. And his coach coming in and saying, wow, you work out, you're working out way late at night. And then he sees him first thing in the morning. He's the first guy at practice. He goes, I can't believe you're the first guy at practice when I saw you so late, you know, working in the gym. He goes, I never went home. 
And, and so people, if you're willing to put in the extra effort, you will, will, you'll rise above the crop. The one defining moment for me, and there have been several, I think is there, there, the one defining moment that, that kind of made me realize that no matter what I do, as long as I do it with my heart and with my, with my purpose and that I'm true to myself, that everything will work out, even though it may not be the plan that I've written out or, or, or orchestrated or in my mind or the goals that I, they, may, they may come in a different way. And that's part of trusting your faith with whatever your higher power is, whether it's God or Buddha or Muhammad or the universe or, you know, whatever you believe in. Um, and trusting that you will get there. Um, and it came when, you know, I was uh, going through um, a little bit of a rough time uh, with work and I was kind of disillusioned with what was going on, you know, in the industry. And I had been doing, been directing producer for a long time and, we were, our, as a company, we were starting to do projects that were less appealing to me. They were less purposeful. They were less meaningful. And it was just about making money. And, and I became disillusioned. And, and because of that, I, I was, you know, very, very, you know, depressed at the time. And, and, and it was, it was terrible because here I was doing something I love. And yet I was unhappy because it was for the wrong reason. And it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the fame. It really was, you know, I wanted to do something that was going to be beneficial to others and help others. Um, I uh, was going on a trip, and this was about seven years ago. And I went to pick up some bags. And I'm going on vacation with my wife, and I also sort of flash a light, like lightning bolts in my left eye. And then all of a sudden, it looked like I had a dirty windshield. So we were on our way to Hawaii, and I went to Hawaii, went surfing, still with this thing, and I didn't deal with it right away. Uh, most because it was the holidays and doctors weren't available. But I, when I went back, came back, I basically had torn the retina in my, in my left eye and it became detached before I got to see the doctor. And to make a long story short, seven surgeries later, with them sticking needles in my eyes, I lost about 70% of my eyesight in my left eye. But during that time, you know, and I, all the fear and all the, you know, the doubts come into your mind about, oh my God, what about my, you know, my director? I need my eyes to see. And, and, but I really got, very heavy into meditation and, and to centering myself. And, and I realized that no matter what happens, that we will always make it through. And if we just trust in ourselves, have faith in the process, and even though it's not what we thought it would be. And, and you know, you don't look at it as a crutch. You don't look at it as a, a weakness. You just, you move on. And, and it actually became a real interesting time for me because it centered me it stopped me i had to slow down couldn't go to work i had to have a lay face down for two weeks in a row um each time after one of these surgeries so it really became a time for me to slow down and re-examine my life and really spend a lot of time with myself and, and personal introspection uh and that that was and i've had several times like this in the past several moments like this um but uh, but nothing was so much as profound as this moment was and kind of and that's what altered my course. That's why I ended up, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, stepping down from A. Smith & Co. and pursuing, you know, Live Your Purpose and doing content that is um, beneficial to humanity, that helps other people, that serves a purpose. And my purpose is, is, to, is to spread that message that we all have a purpose in our lives and we all can attain it if we just slow down, take a moment and examine what it is and then live that every day. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I, um, I didn't know the depths of that 
story. And that's, gosh, you know, there's so many, uh, so much riches in that. I, you know, and sometimes I think people hear, oh, two weeks, okay. The amount of time and moments and heartbeats and breaths that you had to be there face down just with your thoughts going, that is a lot of moments. Um, that's a lot of moments. So is that really where you, you just had to check in with who you are and what you believe in and, and, and what you want? Yeah, it's very true. And, you know, we, we all spend a certain amount of time at the gym every week and we all spend time, you know, working on certain things in our lives, but seldom do we spend enough time working on ourselves. And it's, it's like any other practice. It's like any other workout or any exercise, you know, to get good at it, you have to exercise it. So to get good at, you know, being your true self and, and you have to practice that. And I found that meditation is the best way to do that. And, and it centers you, it gives you, you know, focus on, on what you do each day. And it reminds you, you know, not to get lost in, in reaction modes which a lot of us as normal you know, human beings do, we react, we're used to reacting. It's in our DNA, in our genes. And, and so, but when you, when you get centered and you, you realize that you don't have to react to every situation, that you can stop yourself and it's, you know, it's not about me, it's not about, you know, it's, it's about, you know, it's what's going on in those people's lives. And, but uh, so it's, yeah, it's a very, very, uh, it's a very good practice. And I recommend it for, for anyone and everyone. And I really see a shift in humanity, and I see a shift. I've been following this for like 25 years, and I see a big growth in this, and kind of a one one humanity kind of growth where everybody is more recognizing, you know, their their talents as individuals, but their their unitedness as a as a, as a humanity as a group. Yeah, I I feel that as well, and I I resonate with what you're saying with the how it stops you in your place, you know, just sharing a little bit. I, uh, three days after the, you know, original date for, for Ninja Warrior, um, you know, I was feeling pretty, really great. Um, and I went to a training, uh, with Chad Flexington and like, I was like, wow, like I'm like a real ninja. Like this is, uh, like this is, you know, I was really doing great. Uh, the best I'd ever done and, uh, broke my thumb, uh, which was, and it was March 20th. And it was just one of those where I had to, like you're saying, just take a breath and just be like, if this didn't happen, I wasn't going to stop. I was going to figure out something to just go nuts with, or I would keep training a million miles an hour and just pour, you know, but I wouldn't actually stop and take a breath. And it's, it's definitely caused me to do that because I... I only have an insight into what you're saying of I can't imagine being there for two weeks and then having to do that seven times. But just those moments where whether it was me like sitting in the doctor's office, wearing a mask, trying to run around to hand surgeons with COVID going on and just, you just have to take a breath and trust and, and it's surrender, but it's not in a give up surrender. It's a realizing that we can't control. Yeah. I, I, and you said it very well. I mean, you know, acceptance of what you're, where you're at is the first step and then surrender to it. It's like, okay, so I have a different path now. So, you know, this is done for a reason. And, you know, I think that the, the, the circumstances apply different to everybody, obviously. And the seriousness of the, of the circumstances could, you know, makes it harder sometimes to accept and surrender to it. But but there's always growth, you know, attached to it. One moment. And, sorry, Mike. Oh, Alexa, Siri just talked. She must have said I could. She wants to join. 
there's always um, you know some knowledge learned from every bit of adversity and and the, the trick is to seek out what that knowledge is what am I supposed to learn from this what's the lesson in this what, what am I supposed to learn from this sometimes it's to slow down like you said so maybe it's like hey Alex maybe you're working a little too hard I you know this this you have to ask yourself these questions everybody has to ask themselves these questions when things like that happen and it also pushes you to go beyond limits that you thought you had because uh, you can you know you can either say oh I can't work out because of my thumb and make an excuse about it or you can say no what can I do instead or what can I do so I got the something what can I do I you know I experienced it with my eye first you know I'll, I've talked to people, and many people's like, "Oh my God!" You know, my life. They talk about their eyes if it's a, it defines them. You can't let anything that happens to you define you. You can't let a situation define you. That's not who you are. Me losing the, the partial light, most of the eyesight in my left eye, does not define who I am. And I rarely talk about it because I, I I laugh about it because I can't. I have no peripheral vision, so I'll bump into my kids. I'll bump into stuff and. And it's funny, and and I'll make I'll make you know I'll be fun, I'll be I'll laugh about it, you know. So I'll be self-deprecating about it because it's it is it is what it is. Uh, but I didn't let it stop me. I didn't you know let let it stop me from surfing or snowboarding and or doing you know anything that I was ever done before. I was not going to, and, and I don't I think that's the that's the, the goal we all should have is don't let that situation that affects you or that it, that that hits you out of the blue that you didn't expect to define you. So you weren't gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be one of those people that walks around and says, "Oh yeah, I can't see it, I can't see it, and I, I have no depth depth perception, and I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't doesn't exist in my vocabulary." And you know, when I tell, whenever my kids say I can't, it's like it's I slam it right back down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> not having it. Yeah, but you can if you keep going. Yeah, I love that. I I, I love that, and it's I. I love also, you know, how you're saying just owning it and, and making, you know, joking with it takes the power out of it a little bit. Um, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, and it doesn't change. Like I said, it doesn't change who you are. That's why you shouldn't let it define you. With these obstacles, it's, you know, it's incredible. Live your purpose is, it's incredible. And I'm sure there's been, because challenges, you know, hit us everywhere. It doesn't matter where we're, where we're going or what we're doing. Have you just checked in with that, you know, that these same lessons to, to not give up, to trust as you're building and you're impacting people with Live Your Purpose? Yeah, well, I think part of it is, is sharing my story, which, which I've done at some, you know, some live events where I speak um, about my, my story. And it's, it's impactful because, you know, I start with this list of like 25 obstacles or adversities that we face in our life. Yeah. And, and I share with you, and I said, these are just the top 25. You know, there's lots and lots of others, obviously. And I'm sure many of you have gone through these. And, and then I go to another slide, and I say, well, many of you know me as a successful director, producer, but what you don't know is, and then I go to another slide, and the next slide highlights 23 of them. Those, that's what's happened to me in my life. So we all go through options. We all face those things. And I think that it's, it's recognizing that we do and just still keep, you still keep going. I mean, I remember, you know, my early years of directing, going home and crying because, you know, just not feeling good or worthy and people, you know, people are not always nice to you and people have other agendas and, 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 and it's not, it's not easy or it's, it's hard not to take it personally and to learn that, you know, these are their agendas. You know, I remember once doing a TV series called Countdown at the Neon Armadillo was for Disney. It was a syndicated music countdown show every week shot in Florida at Universal. 
at the neon armadillo. Um, and the head of Buena Vista Television, which is, which is the company that ran the program, you know, was very, very critical of my directing. And, and I thought I was doing a great job, but she was always critical. And when it came down to renew my contract, she told my agent, yeah, we're not sure we're going to pick him up. We don't know if we really like him. And I mean, just mean, kind of mean stuff. And I come to find out she had a hidden agenda. She had a, another director that was doing Monday Night Football, and he had always expressed some desire to do variety and, and music and dance. And, and I learned this after the fact, obviously. And, but it didn't go without you know, causing you know, you know, my own self-doubt or creating self-doubt myself. Um, so those, are, those kind of things you learn from, it's like, no, it's not about me. <laughs> you just keep doing your best. You learn from your mistakes, and you move on, and you keep, and keep growing. Um, you know, Edison didn't invent the light bulb the first time or the first 10 times or the first 100 times. It took him over a 1,000 tries, you know. And people told him he was an idiot. People told him he was stupid. You know, and, but so you can't listen to what other people tell you. You know, if you believe in something, in your heart you believe in it, you should never give up on it. No matter what, who tells you. No matter if your mother tells you, your friends tell you. When, when, I, when I was first talking about leaving a Smith & Co. Productions, People told me I was stupid. People said, you're crazy. How do you give up a, a, a career like this? And how do you give up, you know, financial freedom? And how do you give up a salary like that every year? A guaranteed salary. You know, people are having a hard time finding work, you know. And, I mean, I was just slammed by all over. All over but I knew, it wasn't the first time that I'd been in a situation where I was making a tough decision. And it was scary for me, too. My sister, who I, we were very, you know, not sympathetic, uh, you were very much in sync with each other. And, and she and I had a phone conversation. She said, you know, you just got to leap, you know? And, and that's when, you, when, you, when I did. The minute I stepped off that cliff, mm. all of a sudden, all these doors and windows opened that I'd never seen before. Because you can't move forward until you let go of the past. And you can't see what's right in front of you because you're so consumed in, you know, in what you're doing. And the future doesn't open up for you until you step into it. And so step into your future if you want to be successful, if you want to grow, if you want to pursue your dreams. And that's, that's how, you, that's how the, the doors and the windows open. And things you'll never expect happen. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's true. It's true. And it's the toughest thing. It's the toughest thing to take that leap when you don't. Oh, yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know. No, you don't. And, and that's what we're raised that way. You know, we... The, around fear and it's when you let go of that fear and just go for it um but it is a little bit like jumping off a cliff or jump stepping out of an airplane and not knowing what you're gonna what's gonna be on the other side yeah you know what i i i everything that you're saying it's uh it's very dense i mean that in a wonderful way like each part <laughs> of it has so much that that we can learn from and in that you know it was so cool as you mentioned not listening to people and the only person that you really did was your sister. My mom would say, uh, simpatico. She's an Italian lady. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you did listen to her, which was really cool. And I, I think that's so, you know, such a great lesson too is because people just say things. People just say things. And like you say, they have their own agenda, their own fears or projections. Um, but ultimately, you know, it was something that it felt like you knew that you needed to do. And I'm sure it was something that occurred, you said, during those meditations, heads down for two weeks straight. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're doing something that you feel is not right, 
and, and you will know, you'll feel it. You won't think it, you'll feel it. It just, it, it, you know, it, and it, it may express itself in different ways. It may express itself through anger, or it may express itself through, you know, forming addictions, you, you know, and, and taking it out in other ways. And, um, but you will feel it. You'll feel the truth inside of you. And that, that, that applies to a situation you're in. It could be a relationship you're in. It could be work. It could be any, anything that, that doesn't feel right. And you keep doing it, we'll keep gnawing at you. <laughs> and yeah. until you address it and you can, you know, listen, there's lots of ways to address those, those, those gnawing feelings. And, and some, most of them are unhealthy. So, but, uh, and listen, I, I remember, you know, pour, spending a certain period of time just pouring myself into, into training when I used to run triathlons. And that's, you know, I was in a, a very unhappy marriage and I, and I, I poured my, all my extra energy into working out and training four hours a day and running triathlons. And I felt good when I did that. And so that kind of, kind of suppressed all the other emotions and feelings I was ha having about my, you know, my marriage. And, and it wasn't until I really faced, faced it head on that I realized, you know, I, I just have to end this. Even though everybody told me I shouldn't, everybody told me, uh, you know, how bad a person I was. And, and it, you know, I mean, once again, it was another one of those situations in life where everybody was telling you how, you know, how, why you shouldn't do it, all the reasons why. So you're the only person that's going to know the reason that's the truth. And you have to, you know, be willing to accept that some people are not going to like the decisions you make. Um, but if you stay true to yourself, the, the truth always comes out. And, and then it, guess what? Those people aren't meant to be in your life in any way because we're about growth. We're all about growing and, and evolving and growing to be the best people that we can be in our lives and, and ultimately live our purpose. I'm, uh, I'm taking down some of my... Uh key Kent pillars, uh, as you're, as you're telling me though, you know, and, and, and I, I, we have to talk about Ninja a bit here, but before yes. I want to go a little bit before that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you left college to go into entertainment. Is that right? I didn't go to college. Okay. Well, I was supposed to be a doctor and follow my uncle's footsteps. My grandfather's doctor. My uncle was a doctor and I was supposed to go to, you know, to med school after. And, and yeah. my, I basically said, at that time, I said, I want to take a year off. Um, and, and I probably knew at that time that I wasn't going to go back because the idea of going to school for nine more years to do something was really not appealing to me. I wasn't one that really liked a lot of structure, you know, going, which was also a very hard decision when I joined Arthur at A. Smith & Co. because I would have to go to an office every day. And I'd never done that before. I'd been in the freelance world directly producing. But, so, but, I, but I followed my passion at the time, which was surfing. And I basically got a job working at nights at Ralph's stocking shelves wow. so I could surf all day. And I did that for like a year. And then when it came time to go back to go to, to make the decision to go to school, I I'd already decided that I wasn't going to go. So I never really thought I was going to go into television until I had been working in, in radio, producing in um, radio shows and, and picking song, song lists and playlists for, you know, secondary market radio stations. Back then everything was, on discs and, and albums. And, and so we, I would order the music list for them and order all the music from the record companies and send it to all these 200 stations. And, um, and I got just, I just got bored with it. You know, it was, I needed something more, more stimulating. And I, I realized that I was a very visual person. And so like my, that's how I got into television. I basically started as a, as a, a PA, as a runner. And my dad was working in television at their Clark Productions, but I, I didn't want to just go ride his coattails. So 
I made sure I worked my way up and I worked as an audio assistant also because I knew about audio and music and stuff. So, and then worked my way up and very, very quickly. And I, you know, one thing my dad always told me when I was a kid, probably the one thing that resonates with me still to, do, to this day is I don't care what you do in your life. I don't care if you're a ditch digger. I don't care what it is. Just be the best. What it is. Just be the best. Do your best. So whether I was flipping burgers at McDonald's or stocking shells at Ralph's, I, I always did it the best I could. And I prided myself in, in, in that, you know. And, and so it, that um, mentality, you know, kind of, you know, stayed with me all the way through my career. And um, it's because of it, I think people notice, you know. And I, and I listen, I was very fortunate to get, you know, a lot of help along the way. And lot, there's lots of angels in your life. So I, I'm with, not without my fair share. And, you know, and I look back and I think about, gosh, if it wasn't for that person, I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for this person, I wouldn't be here today. And um, I wouldn't be where I am. And so, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much how I got into it. And, um, I, you know, once I became a director, I fell in love with it. I mean, I, as an AD and assistant director, I remember working with multiple different directors and, who were very, very talented and one of the things that I, I never wanted to copy one, it wasn't I didn't want to copy them, but I really didn't like some things that they did. And I liked some things that, that they did, and I didn't like some other things. And so I, I would like handpick, you know, cherry pick. Oh, I, I like what he does. Oh, I like that with him. And I kind of, that's how I form my, my own personality, my own style, if you will, uh, which is a combination of you know, the directors that I worked with. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting how you say it. I, I, you know, need to, to tell you this and talk with you about it, you know, how people come into your life and how there's moments in your life that, that change it. And American Ninja Warrior has been absolutely transformative uh, in my life. And I remember our first meeting uh, when I was sitting in the waiting room and I was nervous. I didn't really know too much of really what I was getting into or the world or who even was going to be in that room. Um, and you just came out and shook my hand and were just so, uh, warm and welcoming, and uh, it just set the tone right away for what my entire experience has been like with American Ninja Warrior. And gosh, it's um, each piece of it. There's just it, it's just such a um, an incredible world in terms of like what it did in entertainment. I have a, a great photo I'll have to send you of you and I accepting the. Uh, Best digital series. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah, to see yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, so was fortunate to host digital series with NBC American Ninja Warrior from Kent Weed, and we won best digital series, which was incredible. And, you know, I have so many questions about Ninja Warrior and your journey with it. Well, one that I've always wondered was, because it's not a, a show. It's a elite competition series, but it's also a source of so much inspiration for people. And now it is a sport in the world. It is a real, real sport. Kids are growing up and it's, it's amazing. When did you first notice or first really think like, wow, there's something here? You know, it really didn't happen immediately. It, you know, what we, what we did know is we knew how to produce television and we knew how to make shows entertaining um, to a broader audience. 
and we had done it before and been successful with it before with Hell's Kitchen and a number of other formats. But, you know, there was no difference, you know, cooking at the time when we created Hell's Kitchen was, was not on network television. No, it was not that popular. And the idea of making something that was network, a network cooking show was unheard of. And the key was in making it broader based and to make it more, you know, relatable to the broader audience. And, and we did that through storytelling. And that's kind of what we, we did when we took over American Ninja Warrior was that we, we basically took it and, and took it from a, a male skewing, you know, sports competition show to a story about people, about people overcoming obstacles in their lives to compete on the greatest obstacle course in the world. And it was that storytelling that kind of changed and shifted the whole um, resonance, if you will, or the whole perspective of the, of the show. I think it was about season three that I realized that we had something, had something very unique. There was a, a, a initial groundswell, kind of a grassroots following that had evolved and, and developed. And, and I started really noticing how much it was resonating with people and realized that what we were doing was very inspirational to people. And, and, could be beneficial in, in, in the long run. And, and the more, so we, we continue telling stories and, and I saw the, you know, the ninja community grow. Listen, the ninja community is, is fantastic. It is, it is what epitomizes what all of us should be. A group that supports each other that, you know, no matter what's going on, competes with each other, but, but not in a, in a mean, evil way, not in a, in a you know, in a, in, a, in a comparison way. I've never seen one ninja compare themselves to another ninja. Yeah. Like you do athletes, in other, like you see with other athletes in other sports. So it's, it's a, you know, a shared love of the sport, a shared love of us wanting to be our best selves. In this particular regard, in this particular obstacle course, you know, um, People want to be the, the best they can at the, at the obstacle course. And I don't think what they realize is that they're, by doing that, they're being the best selves in all other areas of their lives. So that's the, you know, the message that I you know, want to even propagate even more uh, is, is the value of that. And the ninja community possess it. And, and it's fantastic. It, it really is embodies all, everything that, you know, that I want to do in the future as far as producing content that does the same thing. That, you know, inspires people that, you know, makes a difference in people's lives. It has people, you know, realize their value and their potential. It's amazing. I, yeah. And you are a great example of that, by the way, because I, I remember our first meeting as well. And, and I remember having such a good, you know, just visceral feeling I got from you about, you know, what a great person you were and had a great big heart and, you know, and wonderful work ethics. There was no ego. And let's, you know, let's do this. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, make something cool. And, um, and you had lots of ideas. I just remember, you know, you fit in so well. And, and I've just loved your growth. I've, I've you know, been a huge fan of yours. And, and to see you become a ninja is, is fantastic. So, Well, I appreciate that, Ken. Thank you. It's um, been the greatest gift to my life. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. In, and it doesn't stop. It's, it's, it's remarkable, the gifts that it keeps uh, giving. I mean, this year, 
my mom has gone through cancer and I sat with her in treatment beds and she's wearing a Ninja Warrior hoodie and, you know, it's going to be on my sideline. And, um, it's, uh, it's amazing and deeply, deeply thankful to you for, for welcoming in me into this world. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, yeah. well, as we, and I appreciate you sharing your time with me, it's, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been jotting down, I'm trying to be discreet here, writing some notes, but, you know, some, some really key ones that you've said were, you know what's right for you. To trust, never give up, and do your best. Yeah, pretty and Those have really stuck with me. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is accurate. And I think that it's one thing to say that, it's another thing to do that. And we all need tools to be able to do that. And just like you need tools and skills to overcome obstacles in the course, you need skills to develop skills and techniques and tools to, to overcome obstacles in your life. And, you know, developing a, a practice of gratitude, a daily practice of gratitude is huge. Having a meditation practice is, is immensely, immensely valuable. Um, and some people would say prayer or meditation. I, I, I leave it to your own beliefs. And those two things alone would, will move the needle for you and, and help you do your best. Never give up. You know, they'll, 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 they'll help you accomplish those things. Because it's one thing to say up here and say, oh, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Knowledge is, is great but it's lost most of the time without the feeling behind it. So unless you can feel the emotion that's attached to that knowledge, um, you, won't, you won't get the experience that, that, it, that it really provides and the value that it provides. So it's, it's feeling it. And those are, the, those are some ways you can feel it, by being grateful that you wake up and look outside and see the sun. And, you know, so many people walk around the world today complaining all day long about stuff, you know, complaining about the traffic, complaining about this. My gosh, I mean, it's, it's, we, we are so fortunate. I know there's a lot of strife in the world. I know there's a lot of stuff going, especially right now, but that's never going to change. It only changes by us. I shouldn't say it's never going to change. It only changes by us. And when you adopt uh, an attitude of gratitude, of love, and forgiveness is huge. Without a doubt, because so much of us carry so much resentment around in our, in our in our bodies that we need to let go of. When you can let go of all that resentment, you can be grateful for everything you have, whether it's grateful for things you have in your life, the people in your life, your work, or your, about yourself. You should be grateful for things about yourself too, and and do these things on a, on a daily practice, just like exercising for for obstacles on the ninja course. Make time to exercise your heart to exercise, you know, your feelings and, and exercise these kind of practices will make a huge difference in your life. I think it's so incredible to hear that. And I agree with you. And it's, uh, I think there is more and more, like you're saying, people realizing that it's, it's not this thing you can overlook or you really, this is real and you need to be grateful, deal with the things that are, that are going on in us. Uh, so I think hearing it from you, who's, reached such levels of type A success. I, I joke with my friends, I think there's an awakening of type A hippies. 
like people who are, you know, very successful and also very awakened to how you're a human creature yeah. in a universe, you know? So I think it's really powerful. I, I have a great t-shirt that I wear. It's from Dr. Shafali Sabari and, and it says awakish. <laughs> we're human. We go in and out of different states all the time. So, you know. You know, yeah. some days are better than others. Listen, I, I am not without fault, by the way. We're human. So it doesn't mean that I don't ever get angry or I don't ever snap at my kids or, you know, we're human. But the difference is the more you put this into practice, these things I'm talking about, the, the more you become aware. And, you know, in, before I was doing this in my life, you know, I would get angry a lot easier and I would stay in that anger mode and I would carry it around. Like, oh, I can't believe that person did that. My gosh, I can't believe it. Now, if I get angry, if I, you know, snap in the moment and become reactionary, I, I, it's almost immediate. I know, I know it immediately. I catch it. Oh, that was my ego. That was my ego getting all upset over something. It has nothing to do with me. And because of that, I can stop myself in the moment right then, apologize for it. You know, hey, daddy's making mistakes too. You know, we all, we all get upset. And it happens once in a while. You always got to, you know, make amends for it. But so the difference is, and then what happens most of the time is you can't, that, that distance becomes shorter between, you know, the reaction time until it becomes the other way. Mm. And then you don't react because you are, you, you're living in this life of, of, like you said, being awake and being present so that it doesn't affect you. You, 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 you defend it before it gets there. So true. It's a muscle, like you're saying. Yeah, it's a, that's a very good analogy. Yeah, it's, it's a muscle. Yeah, and it's funny. I think people, you know, it'll result in less arguments. It'll result in, you know, I'll, I'll spill something, you know, sometimes and I'm like, oh, that was, it was because I was reacting to my phone. I wasn't, it was because these other effects that happen in the world that seem unrelated, they really are. No, that's, and that's the first, you know, first step is to being aware of that. And then the more you become aware of it, the more you can shorten the time between the reaction and, and, the, and, and whatever the situation is, whatever the thing. Is. So live reaction. your purpose, Ninja Talks, Earth University. I think it's so cool. Yeah. How, how can people be supportive, get involved, be a part of it? Well, Ninja Talks is, you know, a series that was born uh, based from COVID, basically. We were going to do some live events this, this summer or this spring and summer um, coinciding with the American Ninja Warrior schedule in different cities. And, you know, they were going to be overcoming obstacles events. We, had, we were going to have speakers, some ninjas and some other speakers. Um, you were going to be a speaker at one. And um, so we had to – all those got canceled, obviously. All the live events got canceled. So we created Ninja Talks, which is an online, basically a webisode. Uh, or, you know, podcast, if you will, where we interview ninjas about all the things in our lives that we deal with, you know, whether it's fear and anxiety or you know, having resilience in life, creating balance, uh, you know, about how we're coming obstacles in your life and living your purpose. So, you know, it's another way to showcase, you know, all the value that we possess and the power that we have within us uh, if we choose to, to use it. And, and it's also very relatable. And, every, and what happens is when these ninjas share their stories, everybody that's watching goes, oh, yeah, that's me. I, 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 have, I have the same thing. I deal with the same thing. So it gives people faith and hope that they're not the only one out there going through this. Yeah. And, and um, so we're very excited about Ninja Talks, you know, and 
liveyourpurpose.com is is going to be a platform for people to go for resources. And then um, Ninja Talks is going to evolve into um, a, another platform where we have tons of content and tons of materials that you can access that can help you in your life, whether they be online programs or, you know, actually content that you can go take home and, and work on too. And then we're going to continue to have um, live events as well. Um, and start opening up to different speakers, you know, more um, authors and, and people that are, you know, that speak and, and, and write on this these subjects. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Ken, I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for sharing sharing your time. I Yeah. Thank it, you, Alex. It's my pleasure. Love talking yeah. This has, been, this has been fun. As I said, it's just been such a, an amazing experience getting to know you both in work and, and, and all these other endeavors. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure, man. Thanks for listening to the Brick by Brick podcast. I'd love to hear what you're building. You can find me at I'm Alex Weber on all the things. Remember, keep staying committed. Keep laying down your bricks. <laughs>